Picnic Table Society, a ragtag group of people in recovery that live by Rule 62. Don't take yourself so damn seriously. Your recovery is your journey. Get engaged, try new things, and have fun with it. Yo, maestro. Intro, please. You can't steal second with your foot on first. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Picnic Table Society. My name is Joe, along with Aaron. What's up? Listen, we are currently sitting in Joe's three-year-old's bedroom. That's right. <laughs> we're in Tori's room. I love our little adventures, man. You never know where we're going to pop up at. It's uh, it's too hot to sit in the Florida room, so yeah. we're, we're in Tori's Joe's room. Joe's trying and to roast me. It's pink, and there's... Stuffed animals Stuffed all animals over the place. Stuffed animals galore, man. That's right. There's like unicorn bed sheets and all kinds of, you know what I mean? It's exciting. All kinds of fun stuff. <laughs> I think so. It's all right. Listen, it's been it's been great the last few weeks. My fiance and I come over and hang out with, you know, Joe and his wife and the kids. And we all just become couch potatoes and play games and just hang out and... <laughs> Tonight I got a Kids dose. I got okay. a dose of Joe's life tonight. I mean, we're talking even the baby, like seven months old, right? Yeah. She, even baby Natalie, yeah. like, was screaming at, happy screams, happy screams, because oh, yeah. her little sisters were just causing a ruckus, just loud. Yeah. And yeah. They, they, living life, man. That's what kids should do. I love it. I really do. I wouldn't. Uh wouldn't pass it up for anything i would never have thought that i would be you know three kids three kids i I was thinking about that you know so i I went to church with my my fiance and i went to church with joe last weekend you know try something new so we we packed it up and went to church and i'm sitting there in church watching joe and i'm just thinking you got these two kids six and three between me and joe and then you got my fiance beside me and then his wife beside her with the baby and i'm just looking around me and i'm like hey this dude used to show dope i did <laughs> how do you get from point a to point b it's beyond me and how much time you got now joe 13 years 13 years yeah and you're living the dream it's crazy i would never have but i would it's like one of those things like i would never have thought you yeah know what i mean like yeah. i could never imagine what like if you would like all right so like in my first year you know what i mean if you told me like this is what i'd be doing and this is my life like you know what i mean i would never have imagined that i wouldn't imagine it for you either (laughs) no not at all and i don't think we're capable of that right yeah and i think we'd be selling ourselves short too well and that's the thing is you know living the dream but it's like some days I have to pinch myself, and it's like, whose dream am I living? Because this wasn't my dream. Right. I just, I just wanted to stop getting high. That's, right. That's all. I, or I wanted to get high like a gentleman, as right. the book says, or drink like a gentleman. Right, exactly. You know? So we don't went over and above and beyond. Absolutely. It's crazy. So you, other than the kids and the family and all that, what's been going on with you, Joe? Nothing much. Just working and uh, just trying to stay busy. I, I I always, you know me, I always have stuff going on, you know. Listen, last My week, head this guy's becoming a photographer. Like, literally got the big, the lighting. Oh, yeah. Like, he's got the got whole... The soft box. Dude, <laughs> you guys wouldn't even begin to know where to start to picture what Joe has... He gets an idea in his head, and he just off to the races. I've always been that way. Who, who's I've worse with Amazon, you or Tanya? Oh, I am. Yeah, yeah oh, I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all good though. You know what I mean? 
Listen, for the topic today, do you have a topic? You know, the only thing I was going to, I was thinking about this earlier. Um, we could talk about it. We don't have to talk about Let's it. Let's see what you got. And it, But it does kind of tie into what we were just talking about, okay? We were just talking about um, how, you know, how full and how, like, great our lives have become. Mm-hmm. But early on in sobriety or recovery, we weren't able to think that we could ever get to that point, or we didn't even know that we wanted those things that we have now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of the whole selling yourself short type of thing. And what I wanted to talk about, and like I said, we'll we'll see how it goes. You, I'm sure, have heard like a million times, Aaron, people being told in their first year of recovery not to make any major changes. Oh, absolutely. I, I usually use that line. <laughs> do you really? Yeah, I do. I think it's complete and utter garbage. I, here's why. Well, okay. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I'm just saying here's why, okay? I believe that in, uh, first of all, I, I mean, you're already making like enormous changes anyway. Right. Right. I feel as though you should make as many changes as possible. Okay, as give ma- me your theory behind that. Joe, as, you many, just crazy. as many changes as you can possibly make, go ahead and make them. And here's why. Because we're not, we're, we're starting this whole brand new life, Right. Right. And we have no idea and we're not capable of thinking where this life is actually going to take us. Exactly like what we were talking about earlier. If you told me in my first year of sobriety that I would, you know, me and my, I'd I'd be married. We would own a home. We would have these three little monsters running around. Well, one of them's not running yet, but. (laughs) She's still a monster. You can see it. Oh, she is. You can see it, right? (laughs) Yeah, you can tell, right? Um, but just, you know, but like the business that I have, like, you know, just every, everything, right. Yeah. And like the, the, the stuff that I'm interested in, the hobbies that I have, like, like you were mentioning about photography and stuff like that, right? Like I'm just starting to get into that and it's, yeah. it's more for like video production, but it's like, I would never have thought like, like, I'm just saying there's no possible way that I would have ever have even thought about the things that I'm doing now today in my life in the very beginning. Therefore, just go ahead and make as many changes as you possibly can and take as much risk as you possibly can because I think it'll just get you there like faster rather than sitting around, you know, you know, we get comfortable. Uh Uh-huh. I was living in a halfway house. You lived in a halfway house. It's really easy to just sit around that halfway house, do your little job, do your little chores that you have to do there. Oh, you know, absolutely. And not really progress, I think, as much as you um, are capable of. Well, this is the first thought. If that, that makes any sense. Absolutely. This is the first thought that came to my mind when you started talking was, what in order I can't go through with it? <laughs> right. You know, and how it works. Like... When we get sober, things start happening. You start doing things, and it's just like, what in order? I can't go through with this. And that's where you're, you were just talking about, like, being in a halfway house. You have these chores. You have simple regulations and rules right. you have to follow. That, that we can barely follow. Right, that we can barely <laughs> follow. Now, I often tell my girls that. Like, don't make any major changes. Yeah. Now, I also have, in the last year 
kind of turned my opinion a little bit because every situation is different. Sure. Well, people um, are, people are different. I think where, and mind you, I'm only a measly three and a half years sober, so. That's not measly. But, but check Aaron. this out. Just, just check this Aaron, out. Come check on. this out. Check this out. All of our I'm listeners need to sh- call Aaron. That's not measly. That's, that's cool, man. I think that that is told to us and has been told for many years. Right. Because when we come in this program, we are running completely and utterly 200% off of self-will. Right. You know, and so and not good self. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so like I'm newly sober. Um, I'm going to go buy me a car. I've mm-hmm. seen so many. This is a perfect example of so many things that I've seen. I'm going to go get me a car. Now, mind you, this person is five, ten thousand dollars in debt. Sure. Um, this sure. person owes money to the courts to get their license because their license is suspended. Right. I have no business. They're living at a halfway house, which is, let's say, minimum $125 a week. Right. Okay. You've been shot out for 10, 15 years. The best job you can really get is up at McDonald's. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to get a a $1,000 a week, you know, job off the bat. Right. And you're gonna go get a car, and and you got you got five grand right now to go get a car. You've saved up your first six months of sobriety. I'm gonna go get a car. You don't run it past your sponsor, right? And I think that's another key point is if you're gonna make a major decision in that first year, run it by somebody. I mean, that's what they tell us in these rooms all the time. Is if we're gonna make some kind of decision, I mean, shit. Even oh. after the first year, I wanted to get a fucking puppy the other day. Another yeah. puppy. Yeah. <laughs> I called my sponsor. Did you really? Yeah, absolutely. Shelby keeps sending me pictures, and then she tells me we can't get another one. And I'm like, well, then stop sending me fucking pictures. I need to send you a picture. If it's a dog, no. No, it's a, um, it is a dog, but it's, uh, (laughs) oh, what's the name of it, man? I can't, go ahead, keep talking. I can't remember. It's, it was, it's a cute. It's a cute it's, puppy, it was man. A, it was a husky. It was a little puppy husky, man. This was like a husky slash. I, I don't know if it was Dude, like a husky slash one. pit so, bull. Stop, slash. stop. Was, You're co-signing no, my No, I'm trying to tell you. A buddy of mine showed me a picture of this puppy. Like, it, it, Let me tell you something. That's a good looking dog right there. Listen, it, but the thing is, though, is... You've already got seven. Right. Well, two and partially one. Right. You know what I mean? But it's like... I'm. I just moved in. We just moved into a house. Okay, we're we're planning this wedding. We're trying to get a fucking washer and dryer. And (laughs) here I am. I want to go buy a new puppy. You know what I mean? (laughs) And so it's like I still, after all this amount of time, have to run things by my sponsor. So I think that's a very big key point in doing major decision, having major decisions in that first year. I think it's great to talk about that kind of stuff with, you know, a sponsor, other people in your network, whatever, right? Just to run. I do that still to this day. Like whenever I yeah. come up with these, you know, ideas that I come up with. Who'd you run photography past? Um, I'm not sure if I really ran it Probably by Probably just your anyone. wife. <laughs> I, no, I did. I told Tanya about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then, no, well, a buddy of mine's real into it, so I was talking to him about it. But anyways, like, <laughs> my point is that um, I still, to this day, run stuff by people because it's always good to get that outside perspective. Right. You know what I mean? But, and, you know, there, I think there's a difference between, you know, people being, like, just reckless 
early on, like the person who has no business buying a brand new car. You know what I mean? But again, that, can't, that, remember, doesn't, that doesn't even have their driver's but, license but yet. Remember, you know? that was my example. It wasn't a brand new car. You know what I mean? But the thing... Well, whatever. I'm what, just saying. I would call that careless because like, you're just the adding... Pri- priorities aren't in order. And I mean, in new sobriety, okay, I'm six months sober. I have all the qualities I just listed. You know, and I intentionally just want to get this car because it'll make it easier for me to get to my job. Okay. Well, it also makes you feel better. Well, and it makes me feel better too, but it's buy like... Buy some new shit. My alcoholic mind says, okay, if I, if I get this car, I can make it to work on time. Like, I won't have to spend two or three hours trying to catch a bus to go to work and right. blah, 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 blah. Right. But in reality of it is, in my opinion, like, dude... You have so much, like, you got, like, I got myself in the hole I came in in. Yeah. You know, and so I got to start getting myself out of that hole. Absolutely. Relying on others, relying on my higher power to help get me out of this hole before I start getting myself into more shit. Right. But there's a difference between making, you know, like I said, reckless decisions, okay, Mm -hmm. versus making good changes. Like, give me an example. Okay. So you want to move somewhere. Okay. I've heard people that want to move someplace and be told, no, you need to sit put for a little while. Okay. Yeah. I disagree about that one. Like, I, well, I agree with you. Right. That's what I'm saying. Um, so there's a lot of things, whether it's moving someplace, whether it's taking a job that, you know, might sort of conflict with uh, sobriety. Eh, sobriety slash, you know, living in a halfway house, a job where it's like you're working late at night or a job, uh-huh. you know, I, I mean, the one, first of the, one of the guys that I was living in the halfway house with, I mean, he still did uh, like part-time security work at like a club. Yeah. You know, it's like pe- some, something like that. People would like frown upon. Oh, the first halfway you know? house I was in, you couldn't um, waitress anywhere that served alcohol and you couldn't work a night shift See, at anywhere that served alcohol. I mean, I, I understand why people say that kind of stuff, but yeah, I think it's also I think it's also kind of you know not 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 for everybody. Some people can handle that kind of stuff. Well, and I, and and really succeed, and and also I mean, there's just a, a lot of things people have been so like just don't make any major changes, and right. that involves, like I said, moving. It's you know going to going to school, uh, taking a job somewhere. Um, some opportunity presents itself, starting your own business, like lo- lots of things, right? Well, and I'll stop you there, Joe, with the school thing. Like that one stuck out to me. I mean, I was not willing to go back to school when I first no, got co- sober. Of course Wasn't not. willing. Yeah. And then if I would have tried to go to school, my alcoholism, how it rears up in my life is I will take my alcoholism, not drink or drug over it, but I will work over it. And so I could see myself, oh, this recovery thing, I stopped drinking, the obsession has been relieved. Now let me go sign up for 12 credit hours a semester. Right. You know, and and miss out on the good stuff that new sobriety does bring. Quitting smoking. I have heard people. Oh, absolutely not. I I know you've heard it too. I have heard people say that they wanted to quit smoking in their first year of sobriety and were told no. Because that's a major change. Bullshit. And it's, are you kidding me? You want to quit smoking, quit smoking. Exactly. It's a good thing, Now, if right? you think about picking up a drink, 
Cause because you're craving a cigarette or something, which I could see. You know what I mean? I'm I guess, I'm, a, I'm a week off I'm a week off dope and alcohol and I quit smoking. Next thing you know, you're I, extra I'm not, crazy. Yeah, I'm not only fiending for nicotine, I'm fiending right. for the drug and alcohol too. Right. Go pick up a cigarette. And you I like how we're always kind of on track here, because the topic that I was gonna bring to the table was transparency. And that ties exactly in with what you've brought up. Like I the basis of my opinion on this topic is if you can be transparent about what you're doing, do it. You know, right. so like if you want to move in your first year, I've had women that I've met at the um, treatment center lately that I've been taking a meeting into and they want to move. They're going back home. Ask them why. Oh, and I can tell within the first 10 words out of their mouth why they really want to go back home. Sure. Of course. And I would say that's a little bit different, okay? Because that's somebody they're ba- they're trying to dope fiend you. Yeah. Okay. They're just they're full of shit. Okay. Yeah. And you're calling them out on it. Right. I think that that that's a little bit different. That's totally fine, and that ties into a, you know, no matter what it is that you want to do, run it by somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, talk it over, get that outside perspective, right? Yep. Now, what I'm talking about is somebody that might want to seek opportunity elsewhere, right? So when like I th- gets a job opportunity, anything, it doesn't matter. So when I talk to people that are like in early recovery, okay. So some of the at the halfway house that I used to stay at, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of guys that come through there, and a lot of these guys are young. They're not married. They don't have kids. They they really have no reason to stay put, stay put or do anything kind of specific, right? It. I tell them take as much risk as you possibly can. Make changes. Do stuff. You want to go back, you want to go to school somewhere, you want to move to the other side of the planet. It's a big world out there. Go yeah, for absolutely. it. Absolutely. But the 100%. Thing, as as I, long as it's like for the right motives, I was I just guess. getting ready it's, to say, like, but it's that's not the same thing as that person you were saying that wants to, they got, they went to, they went to a geographically different location for a rehab. And then as soon as they get out, they want to go right back home well, I mean, because they're trying to, you know, get back to the same things that they were doing. And you know that even still the people that, you know, the, the different side of it that you're talking about where, you know, cause I don't know about anyone else, but me, I got sober and I still like the mechanism of superwoman came even more, if that makes sense. Right. You know, um, wow, I got sober, what else can I do? You know, right. it started to open my eyes like, oh shit, I, right. I, I I got sober. The thing that I thought I'd never do, I did. What's next? Right. You know, and so I've seen some of those guys come through that same house and they get excited and they get, you know, if I, I actually have one friend that actually came through that same house not long ago, had a good job, everything lined up here. He fell mad in love with a girl. Her family lives couple hours away sure and she was a good girl working a good program sure okay they both were good people working good programs and they moved but they didn't have the money to move they didn't have jobs lined up they didn't have they didn't go and check out the meetings around where they were moving they they just they were yeah they were renting an airbnb for a month and that was their best idea Ooh, that's kind of Oh, that's got getting high written all over but, it. But <laughs> it, it took him a few months. It took him a few months. It took him a few months, yeah. But still, it's like, 
You know, if, if somebody offers, you know, someone a new job, like, hey, I got this great job for you. It's two hours. It's down in Orlando. Okay. You know, yeah, take it, but be smart with it. Be smart with it. Talk, exactly. talk to others around you. That's that transparency part. Right. Say, uh, you know, let me come down there and, and actually meet the person I'm supposed to be working for. And then you talk to maybe your sponsor, some other people, find out some meetings down in Orlando and, right. and check some meetings out when you go down there. Right. You know, find, have things lined up. So just don't jump the gun like we always did when we were getting high. But that comes with also talking over, talking it over with somebody. When you do that, people can give you those kinds of suggestions Correct. and give you that direction. And as long as you're not doing it haphazardly, then I think... Well, uh, and I think also another, the other side of this topic, Joe, is the person that's telling the person that, that, oh, don't be, don't do it and make any big decisions in your first year. The person saying that, what are their motives behind that? Yeah, I have no idea. That's a good question. I have no idea, but I've seen, you know, I've I've been around this whole thing for quite a while now, and I've seen some pretty outlandish stuff be told to people. Well, cuz my thing is when I tell my girls that, and it's usually about relationships. That's usually when I use it. Don't get in a relationship in the first year, and I follow right. up with this. Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> cuz you did it. My experience is. Right. I did not listen fine. to this suggestion given to me. Sure. But by the grace of God, the women around me helped me build a foundation of sobriety. And that is the only thing that kept me sober when my ex relapsed. Right. You know, like that, I, I should have went out with her. You know, right. normal stories is one goes out, two goes out. Right. You know, and so it's like, that. that's what I follow up with on that. But if somebody's just telling a person like, oh, don't make any major changes in your first year. Like, what really is their motive behind it? You know, because that's also something that when I tell my girls this, it's like, but as long as you're honest and transparent with me, like, I'm not going to, when you call me and you're telling me you're seeing this guy, I'm not going to hound you and make you feel bad for it because we're alcoholic. Right. We're going to do what people tell us not to do. Of course, all the you time. Know? And so I just try to open up, I, I try to give my suggestion, my experience, straight and hope. And if you don't want to listen to it, that's cool, but still stay open, transparent, and honest with me. So that way, if something happens, if it all goes to shit, it's okay. We've, yeah, we've kept an open line of communication about it. You've talked to me each fight you've guys had. It's okay. Like, you know, that's we, can, what I, we can get a solution together sure, at the end of that's it. That's what I tell people. It, you know, it's okay to fail, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's totally fine. And I tell relationships, I'll tell people, go ahead, get into a relationship. <laughs> it's good for you. You need practice. You don't know how to have, you don't know how to have a healthy one. So go try it. Most likely, I don't mean to rain on your parade, but most likely it'll fail. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. But as long as you're open and honest about it exactly. and what's going on and you're staying connected, you're going to learn through that stuff. Yeah. And then you will learn how to have a healthy relationship. <laughs> and I was actually, I was told by a guy uh, one time to go ahead and get into a relationship because nothing will get you more deeply into your recovery than being in a crazy relationship with a crazy person. How'd that work out for you? It kind of worked, I guess, because I got, I got into a relationship immediately, you know? And she was crazy. She was a cool chick. I'm not going to lie, okay? <laughs> she was drinking. She went off the rails immediately, okay? <laughs> and um, it no, it did work because I, the guy told me 
the guy that was sponsoring me at the time told me, get your priorities in order, okay? And be open and honest with her about that, okay? You're in a, you have nothing really to bring to the table here. Ne- neither did she, quite right. honestly. Right. But you guys are both like newly sober. You're living in a halfway house. You've got, you know, a job that you have to go to. You have res- you're trying to get your life back in order. Communicate that with the other person and tell her, you know, this is what I've got going on. After I accomplish those things, yeah, we can go hang out. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's exactly kind of what I did. And then, like I said, I mean, she started drinking immediately, okay, which was fine. We could still hang out and have a good time, but it did kind of push me, I think, maybe a little bit closer to the program. Yeah. You know, my that makes any sense. My first sponsor said the same thing because I I remember I met my roommate and like two days later, I met my sponsor to do step one and I, I was like... Okay, so I think I have a crush on my roommate, right, and right. she she told me the same thing I told my girls. I suggest you don't do it, um, but you know if if you do, just keep open and honest with me so exactly. we can get through it together. Exactly, I said. Our and she was like, my suggestion to you also is that you don't have sex before you finish the steps, and you don't get into the relationship before you finish the steps. <laughs> cough, cough. Three days later, I was about to say, how, how, "Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, sure." But that is the, what I wanted to tie it back to is what you said. Is she told me because, of course, I lived with this girl. Right. She's my roommate, right. but she worked during the day. I didn't yet, and so she said, "All right, that, you know what time that girl gets off work? So that means you're going to have a meeting done. You're going to have called me. You're going to have your step work. You're going to have your readings done. You're going to have everything done before three o'clock when she gets home." Right. Or don't talk to her. <laughs> there you so go. guess what? I made sure all my shit was done by That's it. 2.45. That's it. <laughs> so I just, you know, my, my whole thing is make as many changes as you can as long as you're doing it in the right way, I suppose, right? As so long as you're not doing it on self-will. Yeah, as long as there's no like sort of the dope fiend mentality behind it. Yeah. Right? So as long as it's in a positive way and you're being open and honest about it and you're talking to people and taking their suggestions. And I've watched that positive way because one thing I've learned as an alcoholic is even when I was out there drinking and drugging, I always had the best intentions. Well, that's more, com- you know, running it by somebody comes into play. Yeah. Like I've always had the best intentions. Right. But it didn't get me far. It never you know? materialized. And, yeah. And so... Like, even though, like I said, take it back to the kid with the car. He has the best intentions on it's going to help me with my work. Like, he has the best intentions. Right. But that shit ain't right, in my opinion. Right, you, right. You're doing it out of order, kid. No, I understand. I just, I feel as though when I watch, when I look back on myself, right, and some really good friends that I have as well, when I look back at how we got sober and the amount of time And don't get me wrong, I needed that, I suppose, right? I needed that time to just sort of flounder for like a few years in early recovery at some dead-end job and, you know, living at a halfway house and all that kind of stuff. Because I just, I, I couldn't, I don't think I could handle anything else, really. Right. But that being said... I look at the amount of time that I spent doing that and some of my other friends and other people that I've seen, the amount of time that they've spent in early recovery, just sort of treading water, if you will. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're growing spiritually. Yeah, you're growing with the whole recovery thing. But the rest of your life, 
you're really just treading water. Dude. And I believe, and then knowing where I am today, yo, go out and do as much as you possibly can. Absolutely. In, in, hope, in hopes that it catapults you there even further and farther than you would have ever dreamed possible. I mean, that's exactly what I did for my first two years. I w- bounced around. I, I was in. I was at every. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what is it called? Service work event I sure. could be at. I, sure. I mean, I stuck with my sponsor. I mean, I was glued to her hip. Right. I had a group of women. You know, I was very active in AA. Right. And then life happened. I got catapulted like you just talked to. Right. And it gets more difficult to do those It does things. get more difficult, but and like so I said... It, I'm just super grateful for those first two years because... I know for a fact, if I wouldn't have had the foundation that I had in those first two years built, I would have drank by now. <laughs> no, sure, of course. And I think it's great that you got involved in AA, because it will provide you a lot of stuff to do. But I also think that there's people out there that can go ahead and get involved in a lot of other things. Oh, yeah. Find a hobby. I still have, I, I like gardening, and my grass is growing. There's Your grass is growing. My grass is growing. It's sprouted. It has sprouted. What kind of grass? I've told Didn't you we like go this times. over this last? Yeah, it, was Argentine. It, was it indica or sativa? Oh no! <laughs> what strain? Listen, my sponsor was like, "It'd be cheaper to grow grass," and like that's the kind of grass she meant. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad your grass is sprouted yes. and it's thriving. So you so you showed me a picture of it earlier. Yeah, so I think it's you're like you know what it, I walked it, in the backyard today and I was like, oh my gosh! That's your like overgrown chia pet it, that's what Remember? it looks you, like yeah yeah seriously it, it's like a little it's got, like well it's just started it's well, very you know you go up close to it and it doesn't look like shit but yeah. when you're just like when i walked past the house and like saw the scope of the backyard it was like a little fuzzy green all over it but then you get really close and like you can still see the patches of dirt you know but i can picture you now doing uh snow angels Listen, it's going to be great. Out in the grass. It's going to be great. Just laying down there doing snow angels in the grass. Shelby didn't believe in my grass. She didn't believe in She believes now. She's a believer? (laughs) Ah, she's a believer. You've converted her. (laughs) You're damn right. That's right. It is all because of the grass. Now let's just hope that she's not right about the dogs are going to dig it up. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's the other thing she keeps on hounding me about. You know, they're just going to dig it up. It's going to be interesting to see how they, they handle it. They better not fucking dig it up. That's how they're going to handle it. That's pretty funny. You're gonna squirt, uh, I'm going to spray a uh, water gun. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's it. Cool. All right. Well, hey, listen, we're about out of time. Aaron, I really appreciate it. Thank you, JoJo. I try. Everyone out there, thank you for tuning in. Hope you like our new cover art on the podcast. Yes. Uh, I made some changes to it. That's my photography coming into play listen, there. It's not Joe's perfect, but I'm amazing. learning. I am learning. Okay. Amazing. Uh, we really appreciate everyone for tuning in. Please subscribe to our channel and pass the word along get other people involved it's uh all about recovery but it's also about having fun and enjoying life hey and if you want to be on the podcast please message us yeah absolutely there's the uh, picnic table society facebook page yes and you're more than welcome it's got like what 700 members or something like something that like 650 that. members you keep to it up or with it more than i do i don't well i never really kept up with it too much but i guess now maybe i kind of have to a little there bit you go. since we lost one of our wheels but that's a different story it's all good, though. Um, seriously, though. So we appreciate everyone for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. All right. Take care.